Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Uh, today, we have a very, very special, special edition of No Picks After Dark podcast. Uh, we have this coronavirus that's going on in America right now, and I was very hesitant to do a podcast on this because everybody has their jokes of the, it's called the Rona and whatever you want to call it. And, and I just wanted to be serious about doing a podcast about this. So for me to do a podcast and make it legit so people can listen to it, I want to enlist a doctor that I knew. And, you know, I finally got a hold of this doctor. Uh, this doctor is very, very busy. I mean, to catch up with this young lady is very, very hard. Uh, she's a hardworking. Um, I've known her because she's a Syracuse alum. So that's a connection that we have here. Uh, she can give you a background, her history of becoming a doctor and whatnot. And without further ado, Miss, Miss Dr. Dr. Markle, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, I guess I'll give a little bit of a background. My name is Dr. Markle, um, also known as Stephanie. Um, I went to medical school, graduated back in 2009. I have, since that time, I am a trained surgeon. I am board certified in both general surgery and critical care. And I act as a trauma surgeon, an emergency general surgeon, and I manage an intensive care unit. So we are very much on the front lines of what is happening. Um, I work hand in hand with first responders, emergency room physicians uh, to basically take care of patients. Normally, the patients I take care of are people who have been in car accidents and major traumas, who are injured, um, and who require intensive care. Obviously, things have changed a little bit. and we are seeing an influx of people who have symptoms similar to the flu. Obviously, we're busy this time of year anyway uh, from normal influenza and viruses. And we have seen a new virus emerge, uh, which I'm pretty sure everyone at this point is at least aware of to some degree, called, uh, well, it's a SARS-2 COVID. Uh, coronavirus, uh, which gives you the disease COVID nineteen. Um, so this can you, is. What, can you explain a little bit about the? Uh, what, I know you read about like what the difference of yeah. certain SARS and things of that nature. Just so right. So this is a novel virus, meaning that it's a new virus. Yes, coronaviruses have been around for centuries. Probably the coronavirus itself is something that causes the common cold. This is a new strain of a type of coronavirus that used to not exist in humans. Um, This jumped from an animal to a human back in Wuhan, China, probably somewhere in the seafood market is uh, basically where they are expecting that to all have started. Um, And it jumped into a human and then eventually became human to human transmission. Um, This is a more virulent or severe strain. Um, It is transmitted in the air. Um, It is transmitted by droplets in the air. So when you sneeze, you cough, uh, and then you cough into your hand, and then you touch something, it now lives on that surface. Um, If you were to uh, then touch that surface and then touch your face, now you are exposed. Um, So as you can see, it spread very easily. Also, it's the most infectious before you develop symptoms. So now, that's would, part of the problem. 
Now, go. Or, that's very important, like what you just said right there. Why is it such a fact? Just like, I mean, just so people can be understand, this is very, very serious. This is not a joke. This is not a government. This is not a hoax. This is not a hoax the Democratic Party is doing or the Republican Party is doing. Like, I just want people to understand how serious this is. And, you know, a lot, we, we have found in America now, a lot of people don't wash their hands. Well, that's a whole different story in itself. But um, just tell people how it's, it's so easy to get this thing. Yeah. I mean, so I will also explain exactly why the concept of social distancing and all of the things that we are doing seem very drastic and why it's so important. Um, uh, and Dante, if you want, I can also provide you some information if maybe you can then, um, link on your like podcast, like page with like information about like all of this stuff. I can actually give you links and facts so that if people wanted to learn more, they could, um, perfect. perfect. Yeah. So basically the concept is, is yes, people, I've heard people say, well, this is a disease that only kills old people. Why are we shutting down everything? Why are we telling people to stay home? Um, and I'm like, well, here's the reason. It's the younger people that don't have as horrible symptoms, but can still be spreading it to other people. The problem is, is that when you do that, then more people get exposed. Yes, the more serious cases are generally in the elderly, but there are young people in their 30s on ventilators in intensive care units. There are young people who are still dying of this. And the concept is, is you just want to slow the transmission to not overwhelm the healthcare system, which is going to happen. Sadly, it happened in Italy. Um, it happened in China. It's going to happen in Spain and France and Germany. And it is going to happen here. Uh, what you want is, let's say I am in my 30s. I won't say at what point in my 30s, but I'm in my 30s. And um, I probably would develop just a really bad cold, right? Really bad cold. I am otherwise healthy. I don't take blood pressure meds or I don't have asthma or lung disease. So I would probably just have a very bad cold with a fever, a sore throat, a dry cough, might actually have some GI symptoms. You might have um, like nausea, you might have diarrhea, you might have those symptoms as well. Um, but that's basically it. And it would last between six and 14 days. The problem is, is before I have symptoms, I'm already shedding virus. I'm shedding virus and I don't know it because uh, I don't feel sick. Um, so I'm out in public, I'm touching things, I'm interacting with other people, then those people potentially get infected, don't realize that they're sick and continue to spread. Children seem to carry the virus, shed the virus, with zero symptoms. It's one of the big reasons why we close schools because those kids all could be infected and they go home to their families, infect their parents, their grandparents, their siblings, and so on and so on. So influenza itself, we know from data that influenza goes down after winter break because schools are closed. Uh, so we were using things of that nature to mitigate and flatten the curve, which is what everyone's saying. It's just to slow the transmission. It's not going to stop the virus. The virus is here. It is going to happen. It is going to spread. We just need to conserve our resources. So basically telling people to avoid social contact, I know, it sucks. Nobody likes it. Um, try to stay home. Try to limit contact with groups of more than 10 people. Everything is basically closing. Right. So um, the government is finally, 
I will say finally, uh, taking this somewhat seriously and giving recommendations to limit the gatherings of people of more than 10 or 15 people together. You should be six feet apart from one another. You should walk. Okay. You should have washed your hands anyway, before all of this crazy, like don't (laughs) get me wrong. I don't understand why people are hoarding toilet paper. It's not really a GI problem, but like also just, just wash your hands before, after don't touch your face. Um, and use soap and warm water, save the Purell and other, um, like anti sanitizers, you know, those alcohol-based sanitizers, um, for the times where you don't have access to soap, water, and a towel. And what, what is your thoughts? I mean, is this a myth? Because I've, I've read all over the place, and a lot of people are disclaiming this myth, saying that people are like, oh, well, guess what? Once summertime hits, it'll be gone. <laughs> so so I mean, I've heard that, and now I've heard a lot of doctors say, mm, slow down on that. I mean, it will probably decrease. Like, this is probably going to be an issue until August. And, um, which is going to be great. Cause that's like right before flu season starts next year. Uh, so no, I don't really seeing it going away unless people actually are serious and social distance and slow the transmission down. That is going to be our best hope of basically containing what is already out. I saw pictures yesterday online from news outlets in Florida where people are on spring break at Clearwater Beach, and that was packed. I'm like, oh my God, you guys, you can't do that. I was like, there's a reason that Miami closed South Beach and Fort Lauderdale closed the beach. I don't know why Clearwater somehow had a bunch of people. But no, cancel your vacation. Cancel that party. I know people who canceled their weddings. Um, Just avoid contact with large groups of people. It's mostly for... Yes, I understand like the majority of people will not get deathly ill, like right? The death rate is highest over 80, over 65 also is very high, but I, y- you got to stop it somewhere and the younger people are the people that that spread it. And so, uh, and I will also throw that also with what if people have conditions that we don't know about diabetes and things oh, of yeah. nature, those immune system diseases. I mean, they weren't were they be more susceptible of getting it and being getting sicker? Hundred percent. So what we do know out of China is the highest fatality rate was in men over sixty, and in China that is because men over sixty have a very high propensity of smoking and probably have lung disease. So we already know that those who um, have underlying lung disease, um, either as related to smoking or other like asthma, um, diabetes in itself is essentially an immune compromised state. So diabetes puts you at increased risk. Obesity is a huge risk factor for doing poorly. So that has not affected Italy, Korea, Japan, China. Their rates of obesity are much lower than ours. So we are going to see that be a problem in this country. Uh, so, and then obviously uh, all other immune disorders, rheumatoid arthritis, all of the arthritis is uh, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, Anybody who takes a medication uh, to control an autoimmune disease, they are at increased risk. Um, And then there are some people, uh, someone we had in our ICU who didn't actually know that she had an immune compromised state, got very ill. Um, And the problem too is you might not die of the respiratory component of this disease, 
but the complications of heart failure and other things that come as a result of uh, is what's killing at least the younger people. So it is, it is not just a disease of old people. Everybody can die from it, except for children. Um, they just die at a lower rate. So, well, I think the biggest thing I, I mean, I forgot, we forgot to tell you, she's out of Michigan. She's out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh right? yeah. I'm in Michigan. I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> and, um, and here in Maryland, the schools have closed, uh, last, they closed this week. We had a big incident was last weekend before St. Paddy's Day weekend. Everybody and their mother was out at the bars. There were bar crawls, balls, bar strolls, every section of Baltimore. Uh, you're familiar with Baltimore a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Canton, the waterfront area, Harbor East area, down that area where all the young people hang out, it was packed. And the bars were packed. And we just had in Baltimore City a 20-year, a young lady in her 20s who, uh, who is carrying it right now. So right now, I mean, at this point, we, we, we don't know who, we really can't tell how many people really have it. Let's be honest. Oh. Here. We don't know. And the testing process is a process okay. and a half to get, to get a test. So, it's you painful. know, it is. So, I, I mean, from your standpoint, being in Michigan, I mean, are the rates high up there? I don't know was up that yeah. way, but I know uh, Baltimore, is that, Maryland is steadily climbing every day. So I will tell you that our governor, uh, as well as the governor of Ohio and that in Illinois, have taken pretty extreme measures. So we, uh, there is no restaurant or bar that is open in the state that same, came down same to the border. Um, everything is open for takeout. And even that is, you know, you, you don't know who's making your food. So you don't know who coughed on your food. You don't know who put it in a box. You know, there's still, okay, I mean... I've also got you're, takeout. So. You're being honest, but you're being honest though. I'm that's, being honest, but like that—that's that, the, the risk. So um, schools are closed, most likely for the rest of the year. Um, colleges have closed. Um, everything is online. Gyms, movie theaters, parks, um, really anything is closed. Malls closed, um, unless you are a grocery store, medical supply warehouse those things are still open but almost everything else is closed or drive through only or contactless um and people think that we're being crazy um and i'm glad to see that other people are maybe starting to realize that we're not crazy i'm a little bit worried that all of a sudden we're we're going to do all of these things it actually is going to flatten the curve it's going to slow the transmission and then everyone's going to be like see it wasn't that big of a deal <laughs> No, it's because we did all of these things. And right? it's probably going to come back in the wintertime, most likely, correct? Correct. But there is uh, some evidence to say that you do have immunity. Uh, once you have been infected, um, you might actually de develop some herd immunity and actual immunity to the virus if you do recover. So that's at least a positive sign. Um, I do think the whole testing situation is out of hand. Um, the lack of protective gear for healthcare workers is a huge issue. Um, we are being told to reuse masks that are single use only. We are, uh, I mean, we've taken drastic measures as well. And this is, this is coming out on the national level to cancel elective surgeries um, and basically all office visits unless absolutely urgent. Um, things are being done on telemedicine via phone conferencing, which is awesome. Uh, we're trying to like limit that. Uh, we put up tents in our ERs 
to screen people before coming into the building. We have locked down visitors at our hospital, one per person. So like we've, we've tried, but it's, it's going to be months before this is better. I know that uh, it just got announced um, uh, Governor Cuomo from New York. They're actually getting a ship that's coming in to the New York Harbor. That's a medical, it's a medical ship that they, they're saying that they will be there. The cases are exploding in New York city because it just yeah. is popping up everywhere and they're bringing a ship in um, as a medical professional. How much stress are you guys going through right now? Are, are people sleeping? I mean, I'm just, just, I, we really, I really want to show the love to you guys because you guys are the front lines. You know how they always say heroes always don't wear capes. You guys are the heroes right now. So I want to get that shot. It's incredibly stressful. I know people all over the country. Um, there are very large uh, social media groups of just physicians who are crowdsourcing and sharing information and um, finding uh, other ways to sort of get through this, um, especially in terms of lack of equipment. So some of the things that the reason that we're so stressed out, a lot of it is because we're worried that we are going to outuse our resources. So we have a finite number of resources and potentially an almost infinite demand for, for those resources. So, and, and I'm saying basic resources, gloves, masks, um, eye protection, like very basic things. Ventilators and, and those things, yes, we are we are going we are going to run out of those as well. Um, and the the facts that I can relay to maybe put this into perspective, Italy, for instance, had five point eight hospital beds per one thousand people. That was like a fact before all of this happened. In the United States, we have two point eight hospital beds per one thousand people. And we have seen what happened in Italy. We are either on track or already exceeding their numbers on the same timeline. So um, we will run out of resources. We will run out of hospital beds. We will run out of ventilators. We maybe have 70,000 ventilators in the country. Um, and we are anticipating the needs in the hundreds of thousands. So, Do you foresee... Us going to tent cities, making, um, parking lots, making more old buildings and just making it as a triage center. We are looking at a lot of options, um, both at our hospital level. And I think, um, I think the president even alluded to using the national guard and making mass units just to house patients, um, especially those that aren't critically ill, but do need to be treated, um, to sort of keep things separate. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, our hospital does have a surge plan, but I still think we are not going to, if it, if it truly gets bad, I think I'm in an area that has a less dense population. This is, I think, why New York, um, parts of California, parts of Washington that have a very dense population have seen skyrocketing numbers. Um, again, social distancing. I live in a city that is essentially socially distant because we don't live on top of each other. We don't rely on public transportation um, and mass transit. We do not. We do not have that. So I think our case volume will likely be lower. Um, in New York, it's very hard to socially distance yourself and not be within six feet of your neighbor when your neighbor basically lives six feet from you. So, and the subways and 
buses and you're just, you, you can't. Um, so it's, their numbers are dramatically higher. I can actually like, hold on. You can still hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. I can okay. hear you. I can hear you. So um, let's see. Total numbers in the United States currently as of 318-1321, 7,666. We are up over 1,100 from yesterday. Um, wow. Yeah. New York has got um, almost 2,500 cases, which is up almost 1,000 from yesterday. Um, it's exploding uh, globally. Let me refresh my global page. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So this is from this is uh, Hopkins page. I can I can share these uh, pages with you. Um, so yeah, the U.S. is seventy three hundred. We are right behind France. Italy is thirty one thousand cases. So it's now part of our problem is we're not testing enough people. So there's gonna there's there's a lot more cases out there. We are only testing the people who are basically in the hospital for the most part. Well, I, so I've heard, well, I know for a fact now, one of my friends who, uh, who has it now, she called her doctor and her doctor was like, you have to go and get tested right away. And she got tested. And you and I spoke about this before yeah. at 40 hours and she came back positive. And the sad part is a lot of, she told a lot of people when she started feeling, felt feeling ill. Hey, just let you, just so you guys know, I'm not feeling well. My temperature's high, and you know, what, you know, oh. and she did, she did, okay, she did. Good. good for her. But, guess, but guess what happened though? She told all her friends, and guess what they said? Oh, you'll be fine. It's not going to happen to you. So, oh God, stop thinking it's not going to happen to you. So that's that's <laughs> that's the big deal right now. And Look at these NBA players that are testing positive. It'll happen to anybody. It's not going to. It has no name. It has no. It, it has, has no, nothing. It's just it is a micron. <laughs> So um, what do you think? I mean, going forward, I mean, as what about people who say um, I have the flu? Like, what's the What's the big difference between the flu and and this? I mean, how would you really know? Um, I, I think that's the big thing. You know, what if I start I mean, feeling aches and pains? Because I know it's allergy season, too. So it's correct. all combined all in one right now. Um, I would say that, uh, number one, in order even to qualify pretty much for getting a COVID test, you have to be flu negative. And some of the people that we are suspecting to be COVID patients are actually just influenza patients because um, they're both prevalent right now. Right. Uh, they do have similar presentations. 80% uh, of the time, you will have a fever. You will have aches, pains. You will have sore throat. You're usually going to have a dry cough, not usually a runny nose. Um, again, it, it's such vague symptoms uh, the problem is, is that this virus in particular, as opposed to regular actual influenza, causes something called, uh, what's been in the news is, it's called ARDS, if you simplify it, but it's acute respiratory distress syndrome. Um, it basically lowers your uh, oxygen levels. It actually changes the mechanics of your lungs. It makes it hard for you to breathe. Uh, you will get short of breath and winded easily. Um, normally you could probably walk up a couple flight of stairs. It sounds like I'm out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> no, Basically, I mean, you're going to be like, Oh my God, walking up this flight of stairs. Like I need to sit down and take a breath. Wow. Um, now if you are young and otherwise healthy, like you could probably just stay at home and get through it. Um, 
if you have underlying disease, yes, that's going to make it harder. You might need to be hospitalized and given supplemental oxygen and then hopefully not end up on a ventilator, but that is potentially what happens. Uh, it's, it's hard to say whether or not it's flu or COVID, which is why you should get tested. I, I know in Maryland now, uh, the, the, the governor just uh, came out and said, uh, maybe it's part of the Stafford Act. I don't know if it's saying it's correctly, but if you're a medical doctor and your license has expired, they oh, are now, they're bringing you back now. They're bringing you back. And oh, they're no. bringing everybody back now. And that's what they're doing in Maryland. And they're accepting anybody from Virginia, D.C., uh, Pennsylvania. They're, we they're, are, they're they no, are going into retired physicians um, who have inactive licenses and being right. like, you, you, you might get tapped to come back to work. Um, I'm, uh, so I'm part of a faculty at, a, at the medical school. So I teach med students. I teach residents. and Obviously, we have sent all of the med students home, <laughs> but the residents are are very limited in terms of uh, we're trying to preserve their workflow as well. But they've asked if I could give lectures, so I'm actually putting together some Zoom lectures um, for basic vent management. Wow. And these are doctors that don't—I mean, they're like orthopedic surgeons. They they're like, oh, it's a it's a machine that helps you breathe. Like that's the extent of their knowledge for that. And they're asking me, they're like, can you please teach us? Can you tell us what we need to know? And I was like, Oh, it's getting real. Like even other doctors that normally don't manage ventilators are like, Oh, we should maybe brush up on this. Yes. So, yes. so it sounds like all hands on deck now, all hands on deck. I mean, it's uh, right now it's basically like, if you can help, we'll, we'll, we'll take the help. Um, and we've canceled all elective cases for the next 45 days. So that's a uh, huge. Uh, so, well, what, what I would, what I would like to do, and this is up yeah. to you because I know you're going to yeah. be in the, you're, you're on the front line. I want to reconnect with you within 30 sure. days because I want to yeah. know where we yeah. stand and you're there. You're seeing what's going on <laughs> in the front line. I mean, they might ship you to Maryland. Who knows? I'm joking with you. I mean, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's where an airplane, but, <laughs> but um, what would you say to people, you know, just, I would love to have you back on. That's first thing. Yeah, for sure. Se- second thing. Thank you for so much knowledge that you have dropped to us because right now people are like, oh, this shit's getting real. And I'm and like today it hit me hard because one of my friends had told me and like, you know, you and I have exchanged information like, hey, you know, talking about it. But when you have somebody, this young lady, I'm not gonna get into too much about her because she'll be on the podcast next pod, but I know her very well. And for her to have it, it's very hits how close to home. And like you said, you had a friend who has it also, mm-hmm. and that's hitting close to home. What would you say just to people now going forward, especially again, these are millennials. I mean, I mean, I know. So like, the, the, I mean, yeah. I'm 39 years old. I'm not even gonna lie, you know, but that's how old I am. And and I'm no, worried. you're still in your 30s. That's how I'm <laughs> I'm still in my 30s. Still in my 30s. But you know, <laughs> you don't know if Joe Schmo has a heart condition. You don't know if your friend, you, you have yeah. no idea what your friend's health is. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like I've stopped doing my podcast in person. I'm doing yeah. zooming all the way through. I'm not. And just because I have to make sure, I don't know what you, you could look perfectly fine, but we don't know. The whole social distancing. It's not for you. It's for everyone else. It's basically understanding that you, it's not just about you. It is about the greater good. It is about not being selfish. It is about taking all of the basic precautions that you can 
wash your hands, don't touch your face, limit contacts. This is not the time to be having a bunch of play dates and social gatherings and birthday parties and people over at your house for game night. No. I mean, I did do like a video conference call with a bunch of friends because I was like, I live alone and this is like horribly isolating. So there are other things that you can do, but trying to be part of the greater good is hugely important um, at this point. And I think once we all get through this at the other side of it, we might realize that we're actually more unified, uh, which is my secret hope for the world. Um, the other thing I do want to mention before I'm, I'm not on, on your podcast, uh, <laughs> some new information that is coming out, especially when it comes to younger people and doing poorly with this virus, is the use of um, NSAIDs, which are Motrin, Aleve, um, Naproxen, Ibuprofen. Avoid those drugs if you do develop fever and muscle aches, because for some reason, the virus attacks certain receptors that interact with that and it will make it worse. So all of the young people who have ended up in ICUs on ventilators who are otherwise healthy, the only common thread has been the use of Motrin. So I would say Tylenol is better. So, um, so at least this is some information that I can do. Like if you do have flu like symptoms and you are going to be stuck at home, please stay home. Um, but also use Tylenol, not Motrin. So that's valuable. That's I, if that's like the one take home, like that's don't huge. touch your face, stay away from people, use Tylenol and wash your hands. Like, yeah, it's pretty that, good. Yeah. And <laughs> here's the other thing. What about, okay, here's a, here's a big one that, that oh, hits shit. home. Okay. Amazon. When that mm-hmm. box, when that box shows up at your house, because yeah. Amazon in Spain, they had COVID, they had workers that, that were found that they had it. And that box has been touched. And I don't know how many hours. Is it safe to say we should be picking up gloves when you get that damn box? I mean, I've thought about using gloves. I've also been like, cool, if I touch this box, I shall open said box. Open the box, wash your hands. Take out the thing inside of the box, wash your hands. Throw the box someplace else, wash your hands. Do not touch your face. <laughs> that's, hey, I mean, that's I important. feel like... I mean, not everyone has like a stash of gloves in their home. Um, <laughs> uh, I won't raise my hand. I, I do. I got. I, I got. I, I, got I mean, I always mouth. had that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> You're a doctor. You have to have that. I. I was always like a germaphobe before this, so I all of a sudden I'm like, see, stockpiling bleach and stuff. I'm now the normal one. So. <laughs> uh, but thank you. I mean, is there any yeah. uh, you that that right there is a great way to end because that tells a lot. The comment there was Motrin. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge, right? That's huge. And that's something that hasn't been said in has been people are talking like the, about it, but they haven't really talked about it. The WHO came out with it this morning. Yeah. Saying, I mean, again, the data is not great, but right. I'm not gonna wait for controlled randomized trials to tell me that it's bad if I can just use Tylenol. Like it's easy. Um, now, folks, let's not run up to CVS right now or Walgreens. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to find any Tylenol. Um, I already looked today. It's gone. Uh-huh. It's gone. It's gone. So, folks, again, Dr. Marco, I appreciate yes. it. Dr. Marco, if, they can, if you want to find you, um, where can they, oh. do, you have a, do you have an email address that they can find you, Dr. Marco? So, oh my, do you really want me to give out my email? No, 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 no. no. So we don't got- you can, um, uh, I will share my Twitter handle with you guys. Perfect, um, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I will, I will share my Twitter handle and feel free to tweet at me and I will respond back. Um, that might probably be the easiest way. Um, I've kind of locked down the rest of my social media. Got so, you. Uh, but I will, I will definitely um, send that out. 
Will do. Will do. Again, Dr. Markway, appreciate you coming on. I mean, like I said, she's on, she's, she's on the front line. And I just wanted somebody to give knowledge. Not, you know, a lot of podcasts been out here been talking about it and yada, yada, yada. I, I don't like playing games with people's lives. I want the experts to come in and let us know what's really going on. Well, here, if you really want my my Twitter handle, I don't have that many followers, so feel free <laughs> to follow me. But um, it's at Smarkle, which is S-M-A-R-K-L-E 82. At Smarkle 82. All right, and folks. I put the doctor in there, but I didn't want to. All right. Um, <laughs> and we'll and we'll follow up in 30 days with you. Um, and yeah, just for sure. Three weeks so we know what's going on in the front lines, not what the media is telling us, but what's really going on the front lines. Yeah, right. it's it's a different ballgame out here. All right. Thank you so much. Go.